everybody. Welcome back to another episode of College Football Uncensored. I'm one of the co-hosts of the show, Tyler Huck. With me as always, Chris Marler. Chris? Tyler. There's a lot going on. I am happy to report that I believe this is our last official off-season podcast. And well, we'll we're start in season. The, we're, the previews start next episode. That's right. Um, well, you I'm know, so you know, excited about this. I am too. Um, a couple of weeks ago, just praying I that had, COVID doesn't destroy this this season. By the way, <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, I don't even want to get into that because getting I think, a little like, nervous. People, with, uh, like, I've been, I've been so into. I'm like, you know what? We're good. Like we've moved on, and I think that's like how most people have felt. And so the even thought of like getting back to like having to wear a mask is like, all right, hold. On. And I'm like. You know, as most of you know, I'm like as liberal as they come and I've been fine with the mask or whatever, just because I just want to get through it. I don't care. Like, it's, yeah. like You could tell me to do a lot of things to have a football season. I would do it. Um, <laughs> that, that meatloaf song. And so, um, you know, <laughs> I would do anything for college football season. Um, anyway, my so I, like I would really like. I'm not, I don't want to even get into the Delta variant thing because because it's, <laughs> it's obviously oh, real, but like. They, they, they can't cancel a college football season. If they didn't do it last year, they're not going to cancel this year. But regardless of all that, we're not going to talk about COVID. That's the worst. No. What we are going to talk about is that a couple weeks ago, I told you, I, I, I congratulated you into, um, and you can see the sign back here, family, yeah. um, that uh, I, I welcomed you into the family of SDS. And now we might be yes. welcoming your favorite team into the family, dysfunctional family at that, but family of, of SEC. Well... Uh, okay, so uh, are we just going to get right into it here? Yeah, let's start talking. That was a seamless transition, and I loved it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'll quote the real first place that I saw this, which was Jack Mac from Barstool about, <laughs> about like two weeks ago. Yeah. And I was like, I sent it to you, and I was kind of like, uh, you know, I don't necessarily, I, I, I don't necessarily refer to that as like a major college football news source. So, but I yeah. was like, eh, pretty interesting. Now this guy, Mark Ryan, who's on an ESPN radio affiliate in South Carolina, comes out with a tweet today. Sources say tweet. You know, you always got to love the sources say. Sources. Yeah, uh, that FSU and Clemson have reached out to the SEC about joining the conference. He claims the SEC is concerned that streaming numbers for Clemson and Florida State don't bring what Oklahoma and Texas do. He also mentions Notre Dame may be on the table as well. <laughs> Okay, so, before, like, we should talk about Oklahoma and Texas probably first. Yeah, I guess it's but, official now, right? They're officially yeah, it's, it's in the official. Family. Yeah, I so I don't, you know, I don't, well, this is weird now because I don't want to like, it's a big thing to talk about the Florida State thing. Um, yeah. I've been hearing this for weeks. I've been hearing this from like a good buddy of mine, Graham Coffee, who has been pretty spot on uh, with most of the things he's said about this, and he's he's had some like inside knowledge of it, and and like. I think here's the thing. Like when when this you're talking about Oklahoma, happens, Texas. I'm talking about it all. Oh, okay. I'm talking about all. Okay. I'm okay. About all okay. the things. So when you have like, like when Oklahoma, and Texas first started, it all the rumors started. Whatever. Like Paul Feinbaum, and I just I don't know if I'll ever forget this, but like Paul Feinbaum, who's as, as big of a name as you're gonna find in this industry, right? He he, he talked to the person who broke the story. And he sat there and, and kind of like, you know, I don't know Paul's, like his inner, like, you know, I, I don't know what he was necessarily thinking at the time, but what it seemed like to me was he was kind of scoffing at the idea, like, okay, 
like many of us were, that this is something that, that Texas is doing. They're pulling some bullshit like they always do and saying that they just want to get like, you know, like leverage themselves into like something better for them. Because everything we know about Texas is that they, one, they're not back. And then two, everything they do is for themselves, right? Very selfish. Everything they do is like to manipulate more and more and more for themselves. And that's kind of what it seemed like. And then as Paul was kind of scoffing at this whole idea, the reporter was like, this one is like a really good source. <laughs> it's an impeccable source. Yeah, they're saying yeah. it could happen within as little as two weeks. And you're like, holy shit, two weeks? Bro, it wasn't two fucking days. Two days it was done. Right. So <laughs> so I think we're in a we're in a position now where any rumor you hear, like I saw Barrett's lead today. Barrett's like is in touch and in tune with things going on behind the scenes than anyone in the country. And and like more than me. And so, or you know which is not like, that's not where the bar is, but you know what I mean? And so, so like, but hey, man, you know more than me. So <laughs> well, yeah, you got me. So, I'm, I'm at the bottom but, then. But like, but like when Bear was saying this, he was like, you know, this is stupid to speculate this, blah, blah, blah. It, like, I, I think we're at the point where any, any like rumor we hear about this doesn't really seem far fetched after what okay. we saw in Oklahoma, Texas. And, and so we'll start with the Oklahoma, Texas thing, but, but I'll tell you the Graham coffee said this a couple weeks ago and he was like, what I'm hearing, and this is a day after the Jack Mac thing, is that like this thing gets 20 or 24 teams. And and his source was somebody close to the program. And I'm telling you right now, if you're hearing not close just- Close to what program? Georgia? Georgia's. Yeah. yeah okay. and, and I think the exact quote was, don't be surprised. Like, we're not happy about Texas and Oklahoma being added, right? But don't, don't mm-hmm. be surprised if this shit isn't like, if you don't see 20 to 24 teams. And when something is said like that, where it's, the exact number it's the it's like around like almost the exact time of the other like source releasing this information what it shows me especially after the oklahoma texas shit is that like that that stuff was going on for months and no one knew about it (laughs) like like months and 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 then all this and and so that's like we're all sitting here like oh yeah okay and then everyone's like oh yeah by the way that's that's a whole thing it's happening I would not be surprised, and I I honestly expect that this shit is not going to stop at 16 teams. I, I think the end result of this is college football changing everything that, that we've that we've ever known it to be, and it going to 20 to 24 teams in a super conference that is its own thing. It's it's it'll be the NFL, and and you've yeah. heard it. Like, did they reach out to Notre Dame, Michigan, Ohio State, like teams like that? And we'll we'll speculate on that like a little bit later and tell like our thoughts on it, but. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's it's a possibility. So let's, but let's get into Texas and Oklahoma first. Yeah. And uh, this is obviously huge. And I think what, what you're going to hear a lot of rumors here because I think it's pretty well obvious now at this point that most people assume this is the first step of many. Otherwise, this is basically like the SEC and Oklahoma, Texas, basically just giving the big middle finger to the entire college football right. arena. I and I've gone. I, I said this when it was more of a rumor, but it, it kind of feels like Oklahoma, Texas being added to the SEC is basically creating an NFL type setup where you've got two major conferences. You've got the SEC, or what 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 it will become, and then maybe a second one. But right now, it's like all these different divisions in the NFL. Are working on different salary caps it'd be like the sec working like is the nfc right. south they get a 300 million dollar salary cap the nfc east you quote unquote the pac-12 
They get a hundred million dollar salary. That's a good comp. That is a good comp. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And so it's like, I don't see how that sets up to work out for anyone, but the sec. I agree. Were you done? I didn't mean to interrupt. And then, so I'm just saying like, yes, college football is becoming more of a professional game Mm -hmm. by the day. It seems, but it's you can't compare it to the NFL because everyone's on the same salary. Everyone's got That's the same true. salary cap, right? Well, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, like, well, and, uh, so, and the thing it's it's an easy comp. It's the same thing about the like you know, it, we do stuff. We try to like uh, we try to justify or or like understand things that we don't understand by the only ways that we that are like recognizable to us. So it's like when you when you have like when they start talking about like all right Texas and Oklahoma are coming how are they going to do divisions dude how are they going to split this up and and everyone's yeah. like well I guess Bama's going to the east and it's like we we are rushing to all these judgments and assumptions that we don't know and and like I guess what I have to say too and I hate I hate like even hearing this but it's like it'll all work itself out and I think Greg Sankey probably has like a, a better plan but you're right man and and I, and I think the stuff with Texas and Oklahoma there's so many ways to look at it like is it is it going to be something where we're going to four 16 team conferences. Cause if that's the case, then, then I get why we were the, at, you know, the first to do it. Yeah. But then you start really want to get ahead about, of it. Right. Fuck, man. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. And like, but how do you, and if, if you have the ACC and, and we, we also tend to, this is a football podcast, right? We tend to forget like yeah, you're in these conferences sports, playing multiple basketball, sports. Baseball, <laughs> right? Yeah. So like, how will this all balance out and how are they going like, to figure that out? But when you have, when you have like the four conferences makes the most sense to me. The Pac-12 will still be shit, and I hate to say that. I, quack, yeah, quack, I, but like I, I know, and I get that. But here, here's what people were saying: It's like, oh, well, the ACC. Well, they'll just go grab West Virginia and Houston. Okay. Yeah. What does that do for the ACC? Right. It's you. It so I guess the SEC either made a massive power move and said, "This is where we see things headed. We're getting ahead of the yeah. curve," or. You know, there's 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 this idea that maybe the SEC says, look, we see an opportunity to create basically our own super mega conference where we have the biggest, possibly the only massive TV rights in the country. We get the NCAA the hell out of the way, which they've already done, which, yeah, they've essentially done already. (sighs) And and I what I don't I'm trying to decipher and there's only a few people I know that are really connected in the college football world. And I don't think anyone truly knows if this mega conference stuff is a real, it has legs or it is become, everyone's just trying to make sense of how, where does this head where it makes sense for a lot of people, not just a 16 team SEC. Yeah. And Twitter, as we know, becomes an echo chamber. Oh God. So it's like, if, if one person's talking about it, so is everybody and it's yeah. like is this completely people just making things up to try to we need to form you know, opinions and we need to make hot takes as soon as possible before we understand anything i'm and i'm right, I'm or, right or in there, these yeah. real rumors like i you know i don't know and i don't know anybody that does know but i don't know man i don't know if i would rather it go that way or the way that it seems it's going now which is just a 16 team sec that's a hell of a lot better than everybody else yeah, you know, and, and I think that when you look at if, if we're just talking about Texas and Oklahoma and what they bring to the table, they they brought this up today with with the Big Twelve, like the Big Twelve, their television, their annual television, you know, like distribution of money to the conference, they expect it to be cut in half. Each right now, each team gets twenty eight million dollars. They're expecting to be fourteen million by the end of the year because Texas and Oklahoma account for half that, right? Right. And so 
if it, again, like, if that's the case, then like, yeah, you've done a great job at the SEC pulling ahead of everybody. And, you know, part of this also is like, I said this today on radio, it's like, you, we've heard people bitch and complain about everything is, is reactive to like people not being included enough, right? Like, like everything is kind of like, well, all right, well, it's not fair that we have voters in the, the press voting for the national champion, right? We need a computer system. And I've said this, you know, a thousand times before. Then you have the computer system and then you have two SEC teams play each other. And those were the best two teams in the fucking country. I will say it again for the thousandth time. LSU was 14 or 13 and 0, had beaten eight ranked teams by an average margin of victory of 24.8 points per game. And they lost to Bama in the national championship. Those are the two best teams. Like, it, yeah. I'm sorry that you guys didn't enjoy the national championship. Don't fucking lose to Baylor if, if you're Oklahoma State on a, or Iowa State on a Thursday night. Don't do it. So, right. But then that happens. So then, then we got to include more teams. And, and you know what, Lynn? The first year, the first year, 2014, you got to watch a number one ranked Alabama team lose to Ohio State with a third string quarterback. And we all thought, oh my God, this is it. Like we, we have figured it out. Like, see, this is what we've been saying the whole time. Like, you need to have more people included because, you know, otherwise we would have seen the same national championship game. But we thought we'd figured it out. And now we're five years later and you're seeing the same teams and the same brands be in there every year. And so we get mad about that. And, I, and the SEC has reacted to all this. Like, you know, like it, it's not like the SEC is despite what people say on Twitter, like getting all their way because of the, the TV contracts, getting their way because, you know, ESPN loves them the most or, or whatever. Right. It's the best programs in the country. It's the best teams yeah, in the country. Well, of course ESPN loves them the most. Right. They generate they the, most the most eyeballs. Money. Yeah. And they're also the best teams. Like, yeah. like, Listen, I, I'm biased because I live in this region, and you know I I don't want to really tune in to watch fucking Kentucky Mississippi State on the regular, but I damn sure I'm not going to tune in to watch Washington State and Utah play. It's not the same. It's not the same brand of football. I, I don't want to watch it. So right. I, I think that like it, like it is like you said, if the SEC is ahead, right? If the SEC is ahead of the curve. That's great. That's great that, that they are doing the things that they should do to, to build their brand and, and secure the future of the brand. But if you're the Pac-12 and you're the Big 12 and, and you know, even the Big 10, you've done, like, you've done pretty much what the NCAA has done. And, and what a lot of, like, you know, like politicians and shit do. You sat there getting, you know, like, just living high on the hog and, and, and just, like, rich and benefiting from all these things and not really doing anything. You just kind of fucking sat there and enjoyed, you know, like the spoils of, of like what you were being, you know, what you were in charge of. So I, it's like you, so, if you, if I, if you sat there for the entire time and it's like, it's like a, it's like a school project. Like if you knew there was going to be an end date and there was a time where you were going to have to like present your project, you don't get to just sit there and be like, well, I didn't, I mean, it's not fair that they did a better job because they worked on it. I mean, Pac-12 fucking do something. So the, the no the Pac-12, I, I got to tell you, I think they're pretty well screwed here because you just mentioned Washington State, Utah. I don't want to watch that. Nobody does. Okay, yeah. they don't have they don't they don't care about college football on the West Coast. Even if you went no. to Washington State, you don't have a massive stadium, people coming. They don't they don't generate either. Thirty three thousand people. Thirty three thousand. The, the SEC is the most popular. Garners the most dollars because. A, the south, the southern region, 
is passionate about college sports right because they've got old institutions that have prioritized sports for decades okay the acc would probably be just as big as the sec if all their best teams could get their shit together at one time if you had full you know full power clemson florida state miami i mean louisville when they had lamar jackson like if you had those four teams that were like killing it unc year in year out it would be it would be just as popular but they've just never been able to get there. There's always one team that dominates the conference, and well, half the teams the half the teams don't dedicate their dollars and athletics to football, which is a huge problem for the ACC. And and I think like there's a lot to be said. Like the, like listen, Allie's mom and family went to like five of the eight original Pac-12 or Pac-8 schools, right? Like so like, but but even then, like they don't really care about football, and that's that's fine. Like like there we've watched people. It's just like the Big Ten, and and those people especially going into last year with like the, with COVID and shit, like kind of look down their nose at the SEC about like, you know, look at these idiots down here and these, these rednecks that only care about football and we care about academics. That's fucking great, man. Like, sure. That's, that's awesome. By the way, Georgia, Florida, Vanderbilt, these are all pretty good schools. I'm sure I'm leaving out a couple, but maybe not. I don't know. Like maybe Mizzou, good journalism. Like, like that's fine that you, that you guys are passionate and you can live in that fucking ivory tower for as long as you want. But now when when like when it comes dollars, to sports when it yeah. comes to sports and the way this shit like because whether you like it or not michigan one of the reasons that you make so much money as a university is that fucking helmet right like like yeah one oh, of the 100%. reasons people even hold you into any fucking esteem is that helmet and and, and like i just got done saying that last week florida state bobby bowden football team made florida state into mm-hmm. a very respectable it's a top 20 public university now that doesn't happen if you don't have success in football. It no, just doesn't. No. And, and so I think that if you have if you have all of those things working for you, it makes it easier to do this stuff in the future. Now, like, <laughs> if this is where college I, – I, I, I genuinely believe this is a situation where the Pac-12 and these other schools that have asked for change, we need a four-team playoff. Now we need a 12-team playoff. So if you guys have been bitching about this, needing a 12-team playoff because you want more team, you you want the ability for your school to be in, and before we've sat here and said, all right, well, don't fucking go 9-3. and three. Don't go 10-2. and two. And it's not cannibalism because your, your league is so good. Yeah. You're just not that good at football out there. So if, if you want to be included, we will expand the playoffs. And so what did the SEC do? Based off of – there's no way that they were just trying to go rogue. Like, like, <laughs> like we'll just get more teams in. Right. Let's keep it. Let's keep in mind that that without Texas and Oklahoma, the SEC was going to still be getting four teams into the playoff. Okay. Like, just bottom line. If you don't think that in 2020, that that Bama was going to be or Bama, A and M, uh, Florida, Texas, like, or I'm sorry, not Texas, Georgia, those teams weren't getting in. You're crazy, right? And don't well, even start on 2019. And the other thing too is, okay, with four teams, it's a little bit harder to shove some teams in there based purely on getting eyeballs, right? Because if right. A Georgia goes 10 and two, you can't actually put them in over an Oregon that's gone 12 and 0. Right. But if it's 12 teams, you can damn sure they're going to take brand names who are going to generate top dollar for those TVs. And what is it? Oklahoma, Texas, Georgia, Florida. Yeah. Those are the names. So right. if you're a TCU and you're 10 and two, sorry, you were ranked 13th this year. But see, I completely agree. But like, <laughs> like they, it is un, that, and that's unfair. That's not fair at all. But when you, like it's all generated by dollars. It's everything is. We have to realize now, they don't give a shit about your fandom. I'm sorry. No, it's all about money. It's all yeah. about money. 
without a doubt. I mean, it like, it, it, so it, it's it's going to take a it's a transition we all need to get used to, and we are in this region going to benefit. There is SEC privilege. That there, there is SEC privilege, and there should be no SEC guilt from like from the fans in this region because they are going to benefit this. And I and I tell you what, when when like the Pac-12 kind of like hinted at this earlier about how you know it's unfair that there this is happening and there's some things that we need to take you know that they need to do let's not let's not forget less than a year ago that the the big 10 was the one that wanted to go fucking rogue the big 10 was the one that tried to put a power play into canceling the whole season for their own benefit because they wanted to get yeah. they wanted to get everyone on board to play nine games i this isn't like in america we talk a lot about like you know like the the success story of like pulling yourself up by your bootstraps those are things you don't get the benefit of excuses and you really don't get the benefit of like whatever morality you think you are living on. So you should have scheduled nine games. If you're the big 10, no one gives a right. shit. No, like, no, like no one gives a shit that you might have nine games. Like, and, and we also don't think that it was that hard down here for you to, to get through a conference undefeated. Cause you, you had to play an extra game against Purdue or Illinois or fucking Rutgers. Like no one cares. So when you, when you are like, complaining that the Pac-12 is done about not getting teams in and we've expanded the playoff. And now the SEC is once again ahead of you because I really do believe that this has all been a thing of like, all right, well, let's just sit here and let's rest on our laurels. Let's wait until basketball season because these motherfuckers, there's no way that when, when it comes water polo time that they're going to be anywhere on our level and we're going to bring in all this money and we're going to be, you know, we, we're the, the conference of champions. Bro, like it all revolves around football. It all revolves around money. And the SEC bringing these two programs in, they beat everyone else to the punch. And I, I tell you what, too, they <laughs> I just tweeted this like before we started. Somebody asked, somebody asked, uh, I think if I'd been to the radio, it was like Jake Wimbley. He goes, Do you think do you think Texas and Oklahoma are a good fit for the SEC? And I was laughing because there's been a lot of people that have said that, like, and there's like <laughs> there's like SEC fans that will that have argued it, like, like they don't that's not the style. And it's like, okay, oh first off, that entire state of Oklahoma is run off meth and fucking tornadoes. So if that's not the South, I don't know what is. And so, and if it, and if it meant more money, the SEC would damn sure sign Oregon into the SEC. So that's a be- it doesn't that's matter. The best in-state school, bro. I tell you what, <laughs> yes, I've always said it. Um, but no, so like we we've had, we've had like we've had all these conversations about that, and I I still think there's a lot of problems. I think it's like Kentucky, South Carolina, those programs. That ceiling has gotten lower than before, and that's unfair. And we'll talk about that, especially with the Florida State thing. But Texas and Oklahoma, you're talking about two, two big names with big fan bases that care year-round, don't give a shit about any other teams, like constantly live in like a little state of delusion that, that, that their team is better than everyone else, more important than everyone else, and is going to win. Like It's just entitled assholes everywhere. Yeah, I think they're going to fit in just fine here. I think they'll be fine. Right. Yeah. So, um, speaking of that, the rumors come out. FSU Clemson interested in joining the conference. They've reached out to the SEC, in fact, potentially begging and pleading, um, <laughs> to to join the conference. Now, I already told you, told you this is from Mark Ryan, who is an ESPN radio affiliate in South Carolina. His sources say the SEC concerned about the numbers that Clemson and Florida State would bring to your device and yeah. streaming and all that. A couple of things here. 
let's be real. When, when Florida State is hitting on all cylinders, they're one of the most watched schools in the country on television. They're they're the Ohio State of the ACC or Bama. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, but, but yeah, like they people want to see them lose. Yeah, it people love to hate Florida State and people love to watch Florida State lose, and they'll watch a Florida State game. It's just a fact. You, you can't let the yeah. last five years cloud your judgment on what Florida State is as a program and as a brand in college football over the last thirty years. That being said, this isn't happening. Okay. Yeah. Do, do I doubt that Florida State Wait, wants to reach out to the SEC? This isn't happening unless there's an entire like deconstruction of the NCAA just completely falling apart. All conferences. That's what I can see happening. Because here's the deal: the entire ACC agreed to a grant of rights that makes them contractually obligated to forego their TV revenue through 2036 if they if they leave the conference. That's so long. That's six. That's almost six times what Texas and Oklahoma would have to pay to get out of the Big 12 next year. Wait, wait, what was the total? TV never... I'm just so flabbergasted by this. Yeah. TV revenue each year until 2036. Chris, I don't know if you've done math, but that's 15 years from now. Yeah, I know. So what was the total number? Well, I don't know. It's... it's, Probably billions of dollars. I don't know. I, I why mean, would the, you sign a deal for that long? <laughs> fucking Bobby Bonilla. What are we doing right now? Well, that's exact. I mean, the ACC has its own issues. And, and so yeah. much like the big 12 is, is probably going to be falling apart after Texas and Oklahoma leave probably next year, or the year after the ACC, if they lost Clemson and Florida state would absolutely fall apart when it came to college football. Yeah. And so, they're not incentivized to negotiate Florida State and Clemson paying something lower to get out of the conference. Yeah. And by the way, this note about, you know, Notre Dame being on the table too. Notre Dame, actually, a lot of people probably don't know this. If they ever join a conference until 2036, they're contractually obligated to join the ACC. Okay. So like, but here's the thing though. None of that's real. Like none of that. Like I I don't. It's real. real. It's real right now. It's an official contract. It's real to me. Damn it. (laughs) Um, I'll tell you it's this. Not real. I, I can't see I can't see Clemson what their upside is on this. What? And if if for like I feel like Florida State and Clemson have to go to the ACC right now. I actually saw this thrown out by an ACC writer and I agreed. Their leverage is the ACC. They go and they say, "Look, we're 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 sharing revenue in this conference equally for football." And Wake Forest doesn't put in the same fucking money we do when it comes to football. So right. we need to start having a different split of revenue in this conference for this thing to survive. Otherwise, we're bouncing. Now, I don't know if they can get out or not, but Clemson, they they have a cakewalk to the college football playoff every single year as it's currently constructed. They go to the SEC, that's not the case. So yeah. I think they, they probably think they're better off staying and renegotiating how revenue is split up. That's just not – but I like – we we also have to stop thinking about this as like, all right. Well, if they if they go to this conference, they're never making it to the SEC. Or they're never making the playoff again. And you drink that wine. What kind of wine is that? Is that Cabernet Sauvignon? It is. Um, it's a cap. Good. Uh, um, no. So okay, it's a cap. Good for you. No. So yeah. but like, we have to stop thinking about this as like, all right. They're not going to make it if they ever do. Like, like I think if we talk about Kentucky and South Carolina, 
it is genuinely hard for those two teams to make the playoff because we haven't seen like the playoff yet. I, you know, I, I just, I mean, like, I just, I think we've learned too much. And I'll tell you, it's just like a, it's like a Bama fan. I've, I've heard Joel Klatt and Colin Coward, and those, those two are sometimes idiots. But like, I've heard, I've heard before that we are that the dynasty's dead. They're not going to keep up with the set stuff. So like, I don't want to predict the future if they come to the SEC. I, I honestly think with with Florida State coming to the SEC. That could kickstart their program, getting yeah. back way faster than the ACC. Because if you lose in the SEC, like that's different, right? Like, like if you if you lose in the SEC, it's different. If if you're losing the 100%. fucking ACC, like I mean, then it's it's harder to make you know. Uh, oh damn, this girl's getting dusted right now in the in the two hundred. One hundred percent. But by the way, F- Florida State, I'll, I'll be transparent here, um, is in a world of hurt when it comes to financial finances. Yeah, that they've been. It started in the Jimbo years. And it has got nothing but worse. They have a massive buyout to Taggart, then COVID. Yeah. Their, their numbers were already down. Like, they're in a lot of hurt. This would be a saving grace for them to have access to this kind of right. revenue. So I totally agree with you. That that would be a kick in the arm. I, I think um, uh, boosters would come out for the SEC if we joined the SEC and donate more. to, to Because right now, what, who are you trying to beat in the ACC? What, I mean, Wake, what, what is Wake? What is Duke putting into the football facilities? So it's like we could still compete in the ACC and not pour money into the football program, right? Yeah. You can't do that in the SEC. No. So I totally agree. I think it would be great for Florida State. But okay. so I, I, I don't... so hear me out here. Hear me out here. If, if we're hearing this from multiple sources, okay? And and because my thing is this, I, I think you're right. It doesn't make sense. It's not gonna happen right now. And and but I'm just so tired of hearing the thing about contracts, okay? Like I told you, I was going to bring this up a couple weeks ago, and I, I'm not trying to call out anybody or or say anything. But I had this conversation with Connor last year about the whole fucking thing about they're not going to they're not going to fire these people, they're not going to fire the coaches. It's COVID year, man. And I, I started laughing because it was like, dude, th- this is the SEC. They don't. What was that that quote from The Office when uh, like Creed Creed watched like Michael Scott do something, like eat the the cake with his hands? He goes, that guy don't care about nothing. Like, yeah, they don't care about anything here besides football. So like. If if you need if you need to buy out a coach, guess what, man? That contract the only one we've ever seen is, is the Gus Malzahn one that was like thirty one million. And part of that's because Gus Malzahn's a pretty good coach, and took yeah. him to a national championship game, so he deserved to have another year regardless. Probably deserved to have another one after this. But like the the contracts that are in place aren't real. The only contracts that are ever real to me are Major League Baseball contracts because th- those are guaranteed contracts. None of the like. There's a reason why that like all of like there's a reason why Terry Bowden was getting like five million dollars to keep his mouth shut about anything happened at Auburn or like Tommy Tuberville had his massive payout at Auburn. like they like the, this stuff is so easy to get around when like the, like you get to you know people that are legal minded or involved in it that way like the contracts are the last of the obstacles <laughs> and and like and in my opinion money is also the last of the obstacles because if you're telling me that it's going to take money to keep, to keep Texas and Oklahoma from like, like what was it? It was like 78 million or something like that, yeah. bro. They're building, they're building, they're redoing the end zone right now. And the end zone isn't that great of seats. And they're doing these, these skybox things. These like, you know, these suites, whatever they're selling them for $10 million a piece. Do you really think it's $78 million is that much money? I mean, so I just think yeah. it, it's going to be harder to get out of a contract because those, those guys are idiots making it 36 till 2036. Yeah. Ridiculous. But I think, I kind of think that's where we're headed. If you, 
you've heard these rumors and 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 I will just admit this is all speculation but I I just kind of think it's where we're headed because even if you have four 16 team conferences it is clear that this is the best one like already right no matter what kind of reconfiguring you do for football this is the best one so mm-hmm. what i have heard and what i could see happening is you're you're going to you're going to hear at some point like them actually try to make a super conference that is close to the nfl and i think you're going to i think if that happens you will destroy the sport of football and ge- college football in general because yeah. if it's true that you're trying to go get florida state uh clemson ohio state michigan notre dame who they'll probably throw in miami penn state you know, some blue bloods like that, you're, you're basing a, a entire like future decision for the rest of like, however long the rest of, of like college football as we know it to be based off of what you think are the most valuable brands right now. And that's not right. Fair. Right. Yeah. So it should be interesting to see where this heads. I mean, to me, my personal opinion is that, um, rumors, are going to fly. People are going to want to act like they have sources. The truth of the matter is this, if something happens, it's going to be behind the scenes. It's not going to get leaked. Oklahoma and Texas, this is rumored to be a six month courtship. I mean, nobody (laughs) heard one thing about it until uh, like two days before it broke. Ah, Tristan Thompson, bro. Take fucking notes. What are you doing? Getting caught in the club all the time. So yeah, should be interesting, but, um, Let's move on to hold on, a couple hold on, of... real quick, real quick. Okay. Let's let's do our own bidding on this. Let's let's start our own rumors right now. Let's just make up a couple of rumors that we can get trending. Like that are like believable, but also like we are completely making up. And let's see if we can get them trending. Okay. Put me on the spot you know, here. I can start. I can start. Okay. I heard I heard that Kirby is rumored to be leaving for the NFL. No way. Yeah, they, dude, they were wow. talking about the way he's the way he's already built up this program and not won a championship. That he might be going to Dallas to coach the Cowboys because that's the same thing they've been doing there for years. You know what I heard? What's that? I heard upon this news, Jimbo Fisher was not happy with the situation. Because <laughs> let me let me just let me just tell you, Jimbo Fisher loves to have his own state to recruit his own SEC yeah. caliber athletes. Oh, he had yeah. that above Texas. Now he's yeah. lost that. Now he's probably going to be second fiddle again. So yeah. now this is where it gets interesting. I've heard he's Go involved ahead. with Tell a me. little bit of – he's already involved with LSU. Right. There is a plan in place. I've heard this too. Remember, yeah. LSU's AD was the one that brought Jimbo Fisher to Texas A&M. Yeah. Okay. So I've heard that Jimbo basically – has it in the years of the boosters get rid of Orgeron this year no matter what happens yeah. the miles brennan injury we'll, we'll get to it's all fake yeah he's not really injured there, this is a plan in place right to have only one qb that's ever thrown a pass at lsu in his life long rumor yeah yep <laughs> season's blown they fire Orgeron. jimbo fisher moves over to lsu that's what I've heard. Yeah, he's had his own state to recruit all all the Louisiana yeah. kids in his own backyard, and that's uh, that's sources. that's not sources that unbelievable. Me. So okay, listen, uh, sauces say to me that um, I've heard the only reason why the SEC is even capable of having all these teams enter uh, and, and join the conference is under one stipulation, and I, like, listen, th- you're not going to hear about this, but they're talking about it in Birmingham. 
that the only the only reason all these teams are going to join, right, is they talked to Sankey and they they said that they would do it if if he made Saban retire in the next three years. And Saban said he no. that's fine, and so they like they agreed to. That's the only reason they that's the only way they were even going to join. So he he's going to retire and Sarkeesian's going to come to Bama, but like. That's that's how they're able to get all these other big teams. Saban's retiring in three years. You heard it here first, dude. Wow. Yeah. I heard that Ohio State is bringing in a high school recruit one <laughs> yeah, year early. Out, huh? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> let's move on to actual news, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So we we always talk on this podcast about you don't want to pay attention to recruiting until December. Yeah, you know, until recently, Bama wasn't even up there in the top ten. We all know they're going to finish in the top two, right? But we're forced to talk about it in this case because Quinn Ewers, top prospect, number one overall for twenty twenty two, has reclassified. Quinn Ewers, I've been like I'm not. It's not that I've been hearing his name wrong. I've been reading his name wrong for months. That's sad. (laughs) Um. He has reclassified to the 2021 class, has graduated high school this summer, will enroll at at Ohio State for this season. Now, yeah. this kid is considered the best high school QB coming out of high school since Trevor Lawrence, so not that long ago, but he's on that <laughs> caliber of player. Yeah, He's from Powerhouse Southlake Carroll High School in Texas. He claims – now, this, this is where it gets interesting. First of all, this isn't the first time this has happened. You saw um, a corner for uh, North Carolina do this last year, Tony Grimes. JT Daniels actually did this at USC. Yeah. He skipped his senior year. But he claims his, his decision was in large part because Texas, the state, has a new NIL – and this is where he's from uh, – new NIL rules for high school athletes that do not allow them to monetize their brand. Yeah, and that's... so he he says, and and our one of our favorite uh, journalists, Yahoo Sports, Pete Thamel, claims that yours could make up to a million dollars this season. Jesus. So it's like, graduate early, make a million dollars, potentially not even start, bro, or stay I in remember. high school, play for free, hope you don't get hurt. So first of all, you're if you're in high school and you're making a million dollars, one fuck you, and second (laughs) off, like if you're like 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 I remember my senior year and like what I thought money was, and that is outrageous. But I mean, like like hats off to you, dude. Like we've we've begged for this market and we've begged for this opportunity for these these athletes, right? So me especially, we got to live in this. We got to lie in the bed that we that we're you know where the things are, and coming around the corner i don't know how that saying goes but like if you <laughs> if you could yours make as much money as possible but i just i just wonder why i mean your senior year like your senior year was awesome right yeah you had fantastic. so much hair first off yeah. it's just all it. the hair miss it every and day you, you were you you guys won a state baseball championship because you guys yep. beat us and like you had you had a blast your senior year right yeah fantastic now your freshman year of college is also probably pretty fun too. So it's like probably yeah. I actually I can I can say it probably wasn't as good as my senior year, just because you know you're finding yourself when you're freshman. Yeah. I was also a pledge, so I felt like a little bitch for half the year. Yeah, because and you I was a little bitch. Yeah. 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 Um. So first off, my question to you: Do you think Quinn Ewers will start at some point this year? 
No, right? They 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 are really talented at their quarterback, right? But this he's, kid is also he's, Yeah, he's so CJ Stroud is the kid that everyone expected to start this year. He was a top thirty overall recruit in the twenty twenty class. They have Kyle McCord, who was a top thirty overall recruit in the twenty twenty one class. <laughs> and now Quinn Ewers. So that's three five star QBs on campus right. at once. And like a sure, thousand five star receivers, right? Yeah. Uh, you so know, I don't think we've seen this kind of talent as far as five stars on the uh, same roster. It's probably been in Florida when they had Tebow, Cam Newton, and, Harvin, and uh, yeah. John Brantley, who was a yeah, five star. Well, People don't remember. So it's, and it's also projected. It's like projected five star. But I think yeah. you're probably right. Like there's, you know, and I'm sure I know for a fact there's probably some Bama guy like, like bullshit, dude. AJ McCarron and Philip Sims. But, um, you know, and I, I hate, actually, I don't hate to do this. It's kind of fun. Um, I, you could, you could argue if you're, if you're a Georgia fan right now <laughs> that they have that with Brock Vandegrift and then yeah. JT Daniel and then Carson Beck, it's kind of similar, but you know, yeah. I, I don't, it's, it's funny when you brought it up and the first question you, you said was, will he start a game? And my, my thought process on it, which is just so fucked now is, Okay, no, because it's August, right? It's August, yeah, and that's not enough time to learn a playbook and a system right. and all those things. And then you start thinking about it, it's like that was how we always did it. That's like that's how it's always been before this. Like you know damn well he's got a the moment he started talking about this, they sent him a playbook, or yeah. like you know they've been talking with him in general. But like that's how this always was. Like I wanted to make the excuse or make the the argument like no man, he didn't enroll early. He hasn't had any time with the program, but that's how they did it in college football for like for, for like a hundred years before before this. So I don't know. It's well, I don't want to jump out there. High school football, start. high school football these days is it's a twenty four seven. You know, private QB coaches when you're fourteen, yeah. like it's just different now. I, I think, yeah. and this kid is said to be, and this is probably overused, but a generational type. No, he looks quarterback like a recruit. That ball comes so, out I mean, of his hand like unlike anything I've I've seen. That is. I could I could see it now. Do you think that this the NIL rule now, which which these guys are allowed to make some money? Do you think that this is going to make this common for top recruits like him to skip their senior season of high school to go make money in college, even if they're riding the bench? No, I hate that, man. I really do because I think like we've talked about this before how the market's there. And they'll make money, but at the same time, it's like this. This feels like a stretch. You know, Danny Cannell made the best. He made the best comment about this whole thing, and I'll find it right now on Twitter. I, I love DK, man. He's such like the more the more I like watch my life, like spiral into the depths of nothing. Um, I just oh my God, I get, that's so. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like the more I watch my life like spiral out of control. Sometimes I look, I look at Danny Cannell, and it makes me like so happy. Cause he's like got like his whole family and, and they're going on these trips and all those other things. And and he's like, just, he's like a, he's like a grounded dude. Right. And, and we give him so he much shit. He seems like a he, great guy. You, I mean, you he, know him obviously. He, I, he I think he's, you gotta meet him. I, I know he throws out fire takes on, on Twitter. Uh, I, some of that to me, even though he's not real. This, uh, I won't ask you to say anything, <laughs> but I, I feel like he does that on purpose. Like, I, I don't know that. I, I think he does think that the that the SEC has a bias towards it. I do think that mm-hmm. he believes that, but I That's think fair. sometimes he takes it to the depths just to, you know, rile yeah. up a little bit. I so won't ask you to confirm that. 
this, this is what he said, okay? And this is like, I just thought that this was, I've, you know, I'll just be honest. I've had a week in general where it's been hard to have like, like factual conversations with people that are like, just, so reading this was, I thought eye-opening because he said, it's sad to see players skipping their senior year of high school to make a quote unquote business decision. My senior year was one of the best of my life filled with great memories, but times have changed and you got to do what you got to do. If there was a big payday, I probably would have done the same thing. And I read that yeah. and I tried to read it again, like thinking of how Twitter would handle it because I, like with Twitter, it's like, you just, you're, you're reading as many letters and words as possible until you get to a point where you're ready to react. And he right. covered all the bases. And I, I think it's, it, I think it's stupid that he would leave early if it's just for money. I don't know his family business situation. Maybe they need it. I don't know. Like it's, not, it's not for me to decide. Um, but I think that also if you're 18 and you have the ability to make this money, you know, like a million dollars isn't what it used to be or it's not like necessarily like enough to live off a lot when you're life. 17. You fucking seven. I was driving a Honda Accord with no air conditioning and a six disc CD changer in the backseat that rarely worked. So like, bro, go get your money and don't get some <laughs> air conditioning in that fucking car. That was always so inconvenient to have that thing in the back of the trunk. It's like, <laughs> really? I got to pull this shit over and load this right. thing up? Like, God damn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what was the brokest? What was like the, like the, the brokest senior moment you could think of? Because like, I'm trying to think, this kid's life is not like, I mean, you, you'd be like scraping. I, like, I remember going through like drive throughs and paying and change and shit and feeling good about it. Of course, I did that at 29, too. So it's like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't speak on that. I've kind of grew up a little privileged. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, my senior year, like, for, like, for real, like, my, my senior year, um, <laughs> me and my dad got into a fight and I had to use, I had to take the money that I was like for my mom's child support. And pay all my own bills with it. So when I got this check, I was like, "Man, I got so much money right now." And I had, I did not. I was, I had to pay rent. I had to pay. I had to like buy my groceries and cook my own food and stuff. And it like, I want to say it made me a better person, but it didn't. Um, but like, but like, it's, it's. This is also stuff like if you have to like learn how to, you know, like learn how to have money earlier because because the one problem we always see with like especially this whole and maybe this I'm just is all hitting me right now. Maybe like one positive about all this is we see these kids that come from nothing are given nothing and playing football for so long, like in, in college that like once they get money in the NFL, that shit goes away so fast because they, they've never had it before. I can tell you right now, when I got student loan checks in college, like that shit was on Patron nonstop. Like I was, you know, I did not know how to save money. I mean, I still don't, but like if you, if you were taught that earlier, like that's probably a good life lesson to have. Oh, that's a good point. So it'll be interesting to watch. I, I think that'll be a big story this year, especially if uh, yeah. one of those QB, other QBs goes down. Um, you can see his name thrown out there a lot. Well, lastly, we'll finish up with uh, the news out of Baton Rouge that uh, Miles Brennan unfortunately has suffered a left arm injury that seems like it was pretty severe. Sounds like he may miss the entire season um, on his left arm. Feel for the kid, man. I mean, he yeah. he came in his, last year. He was a starter. He he hurt his uh, throwing shoulder, I think, three games into the season, and he still led the team in passing by the end of the year. Um, for LSU as a team, concerning. Uh, yeah. Considering Max Johnson, you know, he took over at the end of the year. He looked pretty good. He's the only remaining QB left on the roster that's ever thrown a pass. 
at the collegiate level. <laughs> so TJ uh, Finley transferred to Auburn, as you know. Um, and then they've got freshman Garrett Nussmeyer that came in as a recruit. But again, I, he's not a Quinn Ewers level recruit. So I don't no. think throwing him into the fire would spell much well, for LSU. So, so I don't know that for sure. It, it doesn't seem like it could be a good recipe. Yeah. Um, so Max Johnston. Only QB that's ever had any experience at all. What do you think this does for LSU 2021 wise? I, does it change any predictions you have for him? Yeah, it definitely changes the predictions. I, you know, I, I just, I mean, Johnson is still, there's a lot of fans that like him. A lot of fans from my perception, and this is way on the outside looking in that it's, it kind of felt like they, a lot of fans liked him more and thought he had a better chance of starting. And I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what it seemed like from social media yeah. and stuff like that. You talk about a kid that's a freshman that went into Florida as a 24-point underdog and won, and that's yep. great. Um, I just really, I really, really thought that 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 Miles Brennan had like it was a really good quarterback, very underrated quarterback. Yeah. And 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 like I said this last week at one point, like LSU fans, like LSU fans love a guy that like gets them and and is like like is like them, like a blue collar type guy that is not flashy that is not like go you know that is talented like the joe burrow thing people they didn't give a shit about joe burrow being their guy because he he like had the best arm in america or the best completion percentage whatever that was their guy because when that guy got fucking hit he got right back up and was like put yeah. the team on his back and would fucking chirp back at the other team he's like i got this like like y'all y'all get on my back like you don't have to ride my coattails like let's let's go win a championship and they and they right. were from the beginning that was the whole thing. Miles Brennan had a little bit of that in him with like the chip on the shoulder, like dude that was, I mean, he played last year with like a torn something in his, in his side. Like, I mean, he, he was like a, a very gutsy guy. Um, I hate it, man. I, I hate that he dude had one less touchdown pass than Bo Nix all season. This is a Bo Nix slander for the podcast. But like I, I hate like it. I said, he still led him. LSU in passing. That's I mean, went down in game three. I mean, four games total is like it was. I thought it was four. Either way, it's, oh, yeah, it's so, he made it through three full games. I guess it's crazy to me that um, he, he doesn't get more credit in general uh, from like last year. But you know, it, it, one thing that I think would be beneficial from all this is Max Johnson is now your guy, right? right? Yeah, like, you go like, in. So you are not going to have. Yep. You don't have you're all the other shit reps like and in, in camp and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's a positive and hated for Miles Brennan. The kid just couldn't catch a fucking break for a long time. And I, but I'm happy, you know, that uh, like that one aspect of like the the QB role. So, well, yeah, it's bad news out of LSU. You know, we'll see what happens there with Max Johnson and yeah. um, Chris. It's officially the off season's over now. It's August. We're here. I got a piece. We got to wrap this up. We're in August. This was yeah. our last. Off season, no topics. Got to come up with some content. We are ready to roll with some team yeah. previews. We're ready to go. And eventually, I'm not sure when, we're going to be going into two episodes a week. Yeah. So it's going to be Love fun. Um, yeah, can't wait. Anything else you want to see, or do you just need to go to the restroom? Nope. So bad. I'm done. I got to pee. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, hey, for Chris Marler, I'm Todd Huck. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys soon.